Welcome back to Growing Up Halal. I'm your host, Hanan. And I'm your host, Sophia. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how having a diverse community with a strong Islamic presence allowed us to maintain a connection to Islam growing up. We were very fortunate to grow up in a community where practicing Islam wasn't judged and people were generally aware of what we do and how we practice. That is something that both of us could take for granted sometimes. Some people listening to this might be surprised to hear that there are communities, even in diverse states like ours, that are uh, judgmental towards Muslims and people of color. And it's a very sad reality. We were definitely privileged in that regard. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of Islamic private schools in our area, and there are a lot of Muslim parents who feel comfortable sending their kids to an Islamic school rather than a public school. Um, and both of our parents actually did consider sending us to private schools at some point. But ultimately, um, both of us attended public school for our entire schooling. Yeah, my parents definitely had that conversation in the summer between um, fifth and sixth grade. But ultimately, they decided that they were more comfortable sending me to a local public school because they knew how diverse it was. And also because they recognized the importance of, you know, being immersed in a non-Islamic setting. It's, it's really important, um, you know, for various reasons. Yeah, personally, I think attending public school is actually more beneficial because it, it prepares us for the real world where people are from different backgrounds and and they're of different cultures and in islamic school everyone is muslim and has the same beliefs and you're kind of like in this innocent little bubble but college and the workforce isn't really like that and the real world isn't really like that yeah and public schools definitely give you a better taste of the real world and like that's really important to have if you want to as a muslim specifically like you know be prepared for the real world uh, and like we mentioned before, our school is pretty diverse, and we have a lot of Indians and a lot of Muslims. So we definitely felt comfortable practicing our culture and religion um, at school. Um, you know, like we have Friday prayers. Sometimes we have Friday prayers in the library. Um, yeah, our MSA actually organized like Friday prayers, like Jummah prayer every yeah. Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So like there are things that we could do and we were comfortable doing because of how diverse our school was. And yeah, like just going off the diversity thing, there are a lot of hijabis in our school. Um, every morning before class even starts, I see at least 10 hijabis. Like I'm not even kidding. And the first time I wore a hijab in public was during my summer between fifth and sixth grade at our middle school orientation. And I remember how surprised my closest friend was at the time when she saw me that August morning um, in that orientation room. Um, But I definitely felt very comfortable wearing my hijab at that time because I had seen at least two to three girls in elementary school wear a hijab. And they really inspired me and made me feel comfortable doing the same. Yeah. Uh, When we walk down the hallways at our school, we see photos um, from sports teams in the past and I know personally, I feel proud whenever I see a hijabi in them because you generally don't see hijabis in sports and, um, you know, that often. Yeah. And at our school, Muslim girls, they're involved in varsity sports, student council, club leadership and other activities. Um, the diversity at our school allows for that and it wouldn't be possible without it. Yeah. So personally, throughout middle school and currently in high school, I have been in a lot of academically competitive teams and programs at our school 
And I remember in middle school seeing that there were barely any girls in these programs and activities. Um, and definitely no Muslim girls or like hijabi girls. Uh, but this year, I was really happy when this happened. There were three Muslim girls on our Science Olympiad team, which is very competitive. It's one of the com- most competitive teams at our school. Um, seeing that, like being able to see Muslim hijabi girls on the team after, you know, like four years of, you know, no other Muslims on the team. It was really... It was really, like, motivational for you. Yeah, and it made me really happy that we've we've come so far from being, you know, barely any girls to now even, you know, hijabi girls. Yeah, it's just a nice... It's a nice way of, like, breaking stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, also, at our school, uh, teachers are very understanding of our culture and customs as well. At parent-teacher conferences, male teachers don't shake hands with Muslim moms because they know that's not allowed and they're, they're very understanding about it. I know yeah. that in, sometimes people don't think that like, shaking hands is like a really big deal. Like to them, it's not a really big deal. But that's not really the point. It's just about like having respect for the other person's custom. And we really appreciate that respect. Um, yeah. I remember like my mom, when she attended this parent teacher conference, my brother, um, the male teacher, he put out his hand and, you know, she didn't you know take his hand and right away he took it away and apologized and he was like you know I understand I like I understand the customs and and she told me like she was very appreciative of that and she appreciated how well versed they were in our customs and I recently had a similar experience at my um, NHS ceremony a couple months ago Uh, we had to go up on stage and accept their certificate and um after we accepted our certificate, we were supposed to shake hands with the principal and superintendent. But I, when I went up for my certificate and to shake their hands, I didn't shake my hand with them. I just like kept my hand away. And well, they took it back right away and they were like, oh, we understand. And I really appreciated that. Like I was a little embarrassed because like a lot of my friends were in the crowd and they were apparently uh. they saw me and like they were making fun of me after it happened. And the whole thing was recorded and put on on YouTube. So, like, <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. But the fact that I was, I'm able to practice my customs freely oh, in our school, I, I really appreciate that. Because, you know, like, we take that for granted sometimes. Like, there are schools, even schools nearby us, you know, despite how diverse they are, they're, like, their teachers aren't um, as well-versed in our customs. And the fact that we have these teachers who were it really made me, you know, appreciate the community that we're in. Yeah, and our friends are uh, generally pretty cultured as well. And if they aren't, they generally ask. And they they generally want to know out of the interest of learning. Uh, they ask about things like Ramadan and the purpose of my hijab and, you know, like, why can't you drink water? But <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like once I tell them and, I help them understand they really see like the beauty of our religion and our deen and like the the real purpose of doing all these things and it's just really nice to you know they're willing to learn and like not be ignorant about our ways that's really nice yeah I'm definitely proud we're able to have those kind of mature conversations on so I remember one time I was texting my friend I think we were talking about chemistry and how we hoped our grades would go up in the class and she was like, inshallah. She just randomly goes, inshallah. And I was in the perfect context, too. And I was like, yo, I was so shocked when I when I read that. 
and I was really confused for a good five minutes. And I asked her, how do you know this? And she was like, yeah, I know a couple of Arabic terms, bro. And, you know, <laughs> like that, that shows how, you know, our students at our school are very cultured and they're, they don't want to be ignorant. They're, you know, they're genuinely interested in, in our, um, in our customs and our religion. And yeah, like, I'm really appreciative of being able to be around people like that. Also in our community, there are so many Muslims in our town and that's mainly due to how close the masjid is to us. <laughs> uh, I actually have relatives in other places and their masjid is like hours away from them. The masjid is like two hours away, but there's like a Satanist gathering that's like 15 minutes away. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Yeah, like for us, we have like five masjids close by. And well, one of them is like, for you, it's like two minutes away. And for me, it's like maybe 10 minutes away. Um, and, you know, you could possibly walk there, but having a masjid two hours away, like, that is just, what, what, what state is this? Washington. Oh, my God. Can... It's really sad and unfortunate, and we're blessed to yeah. have, be so close to this masjid. So, we got to attend Sunday school at our local mosque, which was overall a good school system. I had really nice, helpful teachers. Um, they also challenged me to like strive for academic achievement for example that we had awards for chronic memorization or chronic reading they also gave us um opportunities to volunteer as assistant teachers so when I became a teacher I feel like it really helped me strengthen my connection to Islam even more but not only that I also think I developed leadership skills and something that I wasn't uh, very strong at before but now I'm definitely more comfortable with and it also taught me how to manage a classroom because um, my teacher the teacher that I volunteered for allowed me a lot of independence at the same time she gave me responsibility she allowed me to create lesson plans sometimes and then teach the class on my own uh, with the other assistant when she wasn't there and I'm very thankful that I got to have that experience because I think it overall bettered me as a person However, just to clarify, um, I'm also only speaking from my experience uh, growing up in a Muslim environment, which was mostly positive, but some of my peers didn't exactly have the same feelings about it. Also, we had halal food, which growing up as a kid, I would buy lunch usually, and that would never be there in school. (laughs) Now things are changing, but there are like halal lunches in our public school now. We were like falafel at school, right? Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw that, I was like, wow. It's pretty cool. Yo, I saw, like, they had, like, ramen. I, like, rub my eyes. I'm like, do they actually have falafel? <laughs> <laughs> Am I just hungry? <laughs> like, falafel? What? <laughs> like, no, I had the falafel once, and it was really bad, so. Uh... Oh. Did you like no, it? Well, the one that I had was, like, pretty good. What? Whenever they had those, like, different culture foods, it doesn't really taste good. Like, I had the falafel once. Um, I had the the ramen. I think they had ramen one time. Oh, I didn't like the ramen. It oh, was so I bad. Was. I couldn't use the, I I couldn't like, use the chopsticks. Hot water and like <laughs> noodles. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't use have... it either. <laughs> they had like halal hot dogs at Sunday school, right? Oh yeah, that was like that was yeah they did. Yeah, I and mean, I just had the yeah, pizza, that... so I really wouldn't know. I'm very basic like that. I mean. Just for me, that's what really motivated me as a kindergartner. 
<laughs> go to school. <laughs> no. So, yeah, they had that. They had a lot of different options, but Sophia's just, like, picky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, pizza all day, every day. I'm just kidding. I I always had pizza when I went to plenty school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just very um, basic. And it wasn't even, like... It wasn't even, like, halal pepperoni pizza. It was just cheese pizza. Like, they had halal no, pepperoni... No, they did have that, yeah. No, they had halal pe- pepperoni pizza, but I just wouldn't eat halal pepperoni. I just didn't even go there. I didn't want to... Even I knew it was halal, but I they still was, They had fried like, chicken also. Did you not eat that? I, I definitely did not eat that. I don't eat meat unless it's, like, at home. Or at Why? a family gathering. I'm just weird like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very basic. Sophia is one of those tell. people that when she's at like, I don't know, a buffet or something, she's gonna take that same thing over and over. I'm again. that one person who just has not on her plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that person who has who likes vanilla ice cream and nothing else. Like I, I think you get you get a picture of my um, likes and dislikes just from that, you know, those three descriptions. You're vanilla, basically. I'm vanilla. I am cheese pizza. <laughs> I think for me, like, though, what was the most important part was just having a group of friends who grew up with the same Islamic values as I did. Uh, and it was just, like, a different experience. I felt like it was, like, a safe space for me. Yeah, and for me, it really served as a reminder um, on every sun- Sunday that I had this religious obligation that I can't forget about. Um, because yeah. I was going in teaching these little fourth graders, these third graders about Quranic studies, about Islamic studies, about Islamic history, um, how to read, how to read Arabic, how to write Arabic. Um, I was teaching these little kids about Islam and what they should do. And leading these classes held me accountable to do the same things because we were preaching about all these things. And because we we're preaching about this, like, you know, we feel, okay, wait, I need to do these things as well. And you, you're definitely held you know, accountable. Yeah, you, by you don't want to be that class. hypocrite, you know. Exactly. You don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> and it, you definitely, like, um, I definitely, like, you know, it definitely helped me in that regard because, you know, it forced me to... Yeah, like, for me, it was like, oh, you're lying to those poor children. Yeah, it, it, it forces <laughs> you to be con- conscious of yeah, your actions, of your it. speech. Um, and Because, like, it, in a way, you're a role model, even though they're not seeing you, like, what you do at home, but you definitely feel like one because... You go every Sunday to tell those those kids like what they should do, how to be better Muslims, and mm-hmm. you feel like you're accountable to also follow through with that. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about, okay, guys, you have to pray the five prayers, and when you're telling these kids to pray the five five prayers, you're like, wait, I have to do this too. So yeah. I know personally for me, whenever I like after Sunday school ended, I think we would end at like twelve p.m. I would go home and I would go pray to her. Like usually. I, you know, I, I'm like, when I get back from school, I take an hour or so to actually go pray. But whenever I go to Sunday school and I come back, I, I go, I, sh- I just go straight upstairs and go pray. And my parents are always like, whoa, on Sundays, you're just on point. It just serves as a reminder. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very strong and impactful reminder that it's just really beneficial for, um, you know, teenagers, you know, who have all these distractions going on in their life to have this reminder um, every so often and I truly came to appreciate Sunday school and how it benefited me after taking a break this year like this year I actually had um, I had my sports practice on Sunday mornings and obviously I couldn't be at two places at once so I couldn't go to Sunday school this year and it was so sad I was really frustrated but um, 
it just couldn't work out. But ha- not having that weekly reminder about my Islamic community, it made me fully appreciate the importance of attending Sunday school. Because growing up, like a lot of my friends and, you know, even me sometimes, I would think, wow, Sunday school is really boring. I just don't want to go this week. Or, oh, I have a test. I don't want to go. Yeah. Um, but trust us when we oh, say. I have a test. I'm just going to dip. <laughs> Sunday school played a big part in how we both were able to maintain that connection to our Islamic identity. And yeah, we, we were really lucky to have this sort of community, but we know of like many friends who, you know, weren't as privileged to have these sort of communities. Um, recently, I was talking to my friends who go to a nearby high school, and they were talking about how in their school, they only have six practicing Muslims. And that's including them. Yeah, and they were like, we only have three hijabis in our entire school, and our MSA, um, Muslim Student Association, is pretty much non-existent, um, which is just really unfortunate because they want to be involved in an MSA, but they just aren't you know, doing anything. Yeah, I know. I guess, like, I kind of understand how that feels like because, like, um, in elementary school, I was, like, the only Muslim girl in my entire grade. Um, like I actually have some experiences about that, like to talk about, but um, we can save that for like a different episode. I might talk about that in the future. Since there weren't a lot of Muslims in, you know, their high school, the teachers weren't well versed in their customs and their ways, and so, like, most like the teachers weren't aware of things like the handshaking, you know, cause, like you know the fact that Muslim women can't shake hands with men. Understanding of that, like we have teachers at our school who, when we're fasting, they you know are lighter when they're grading us and stuff, and you know they they don't have teachers who are you know willing to do that. Or like um, like one of my teachers like understood that and they didn't like that kids might be fasting in that month, so they they were gonna do something where they brought in food, but they didn't out of their respect for those children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's like, just really considerate of them. They didn't have to do that, but it was just really nice that they thought about that yeah and whenever there were school trips during ramadan and the muslim kids couldn't go because it's just really hot outside and you know it's risky for us to be in the heat and stuff because we just can't drink water so we you know the risk of dehydration and stuff um you know because we couldn't go on these school trips these teachers would plan stuff for the kids who can't go and you know stay at school and do activities and have fun um yeah they they were just so understanding in our in our school and you know there are schools who just don't have that and it was really unfortunate like I was really sad to hear yeah, there are schools were... where people really face um discrimination on a daily basis yeah um yeah like my friend was saying that she doesn't feel like even though you know she wears a hijab to other places but she just doesn't feel comfortable wearing a hijab to her high school because her high school is just not you know at that level where they're really understanding of you know um and there, you know, there is a little discrimination at the school. That's not to say that, like, our school isn't completely free of discrimination. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that there are some instances, and, like, yeah, that, that does happen. But I feel like, in general, we were really lucky to grow up in this this area. We were really lucky to grow up in an area where we have an active, involved mosque, and we also have um, an MSA in our school, and... There are a lot of Muslims in our school. Like, we were really fortunate to have that. Yeah. Um, if you're in a community where you feel judged for being a Muslim or discriminated against, it's important for you to take the initiative and, you know, make the first step. So, yeah, like, they understand how difficult it is to be in that sort of environment. And 
the difficulties that come with that, you know, it's risky for you to take, you know, you know, wear a hijab or talk about certain issues and stuff. But, you know, if you don't take the first step and don't take the initiative, nothing's going to happen. No progress is going to be made. And it's just going to be yeah, harder. And we understand for... it's hard, but like, yeah. you got to do it. Yeah, it's Think definitely Think of it as hard. like your personal uh, battle. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it makes you stronger. Community. It makes your it makes yeah. you stronger. It makes your community stronger. It helps the, the kids who are coming after you. Maybe your younger siblings who are going to enter high school soon. Or, you know, like it's going to help the future, I guess, generations of uh, your community. Um, they really will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there are things like you can do, such as, you know, starting an MSA at your school if there isn't one. Um, and, you know, if there is one, but it's like not as active, um, you know, you, you can take the initiative to, um, you know, have that MSA do activities at school. And, um, you know, our MSA, sometimes we I wasn't in MSA, so I couldn't do this. But I know MSA like volunteered at a local food pantry. And, you know, you could do things like that with MSA. Um, you could raise awareness um, by teaching your friends about Ramadan and other aspects of our religion. Um, you can help teachers understand certain customs as well, such as the handshaking stuff um, and fasting. And you can also try to volunteer at your local masjid and try to get your friends involved too, so that it's more fun and more engaging. And so that, you know, yeah, definitely. yeah. One time we did that at our mosque, like we... Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we uh volunteered at this like I think uh the masjid was like I think it was like it was around the time they were starting to open the new the new Islamic school. Like I wanted yeah. to help out and I called Hanan cuz I I didn't want to go alone, you know. <laughs> I could do it with a friend. Like it's yeah. a nice thing you can do. You can hang out with them and you're also doing a good thing mm-hmm. for your community. So. You're giving back and you're having fun doing it. We hope that listening to how important our community was and maintaining our connection to Islam inspires you to engage in your local Islamic community. Help out at, a, at the masjid. Educate your friends about what to do and how to how you practice. Explain the beauty of Islam. Like, actually, that's so important. Like, show, I feel like there's this image in media that Islam is a scary religion and people are just oppressed and this dramatized image of it. So I think... You know, show them that how beautiful our deen is. It's really important. That's really going to change their mindset. Um, so we hope that if you are in a diverse and accepting community, that you understand how privileged you are and take full advantage of that. If you're not, inshallah, you can, you can be the start of something beautiful. See you next week. See you next week.